Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Stephen Abbey. He is the CEO and founder of SOS Nutrients, a micronutrient supplemental powder company. So what is this? This is a greens powder that is pretty much the most fortified greens powder I have seen on the market. And Stephen and I go into his sourcing and why he chooses the different products that he does and his mission because his mission is coming out of such a heartfelt situation. I, you know, I can't help but um, feel it because as a nation, we're getting sicker, but we have all these advances in technology. Why the heck can't we get it right? Well, it goes to the basics. We're not eating good quality food. And so Stephen's solution is a micronutrient powder to help fortify or supplement, if you will, a, a diet and, and really great stuff here. I can't say enough about the powder. It's one of the best ones I've seen out there. And I'm looking forward to you guys learning a little bit more about what the heck is in greens powders and reds powders and why, sadly, you do get what you pay for. So let's introduce you to Stephen Abbey. Hey, Health Junkies. I have Stephen Abbey on today, and we're talking about his company, SOS Nutrients. And I... You know, when when I first started looking at his products, I was like, okay, all right, we've got, you know, we've got a greens powder with some nutrients in it and we've got some herbs. Okay, cool, cool. And my first thing, of course, is always, you know, where are these things sourced? And, and he checked all the boxes for me. And so, of course, we're going to go through that today. But first, let's introduce you to Stephen Abbey. Stephen, welcome to the Health Fix Podcast. Thank you, Janine. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, because I think, you know, your mission behind your company is something that, of course, I stand by wholeheartedly. This mission to help end or prevent chronic disease in developed countries, because it seems ridiculous that where we are today, we should be able to prevent these things. And we're not doing such a great job of it. And you found the same to be true. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to realize, man, this this chronic disease thing, man, it's it's taken us Americans out hardcore. Well, our disease rates have gotten worse and worse as our technology has gotten so much better. So, you know, we're able to do all these things with aircraft and computers and all of this stuff. But where we're really falling down is going into the pharmaceutical model. And it doesn't mean that pharmaceuticals don't have fantastic abilities at times and places, but they're not great for chronic disease in most cases. And it's really the burden of efficacy is to really prevent things with lifestyle, I'll say, because exercise and stress and things like that have a, have a definite factor, but a huge factor is nutrition and how that nutrition, what form that nutrition is in. And so for me, I got involved because uh, I was helping some friends at the end of their lives go through be the support structure. And it just devastated me because they were dying of preventable diseases. And I couldn't find really good comprehensive nutrition all the way around. And so after my last friend died, 
I just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to make a product because I, there's all this stuff is available, but it's so hard to put it together and find it. So that's why I came to this conclusion. It's a great conclusion. I sincerely apologize for your friends. That is, you know, something that makes makes me sad. And also having a mom die of cancer and watching the whole process unfold, you know, it's it's heartbreaking, especially when you feel helpless and you're like, there's got to be another way. There's got to be something better. Of course, that's why I ended up here um, as a naturopath and things of that nature. But, you know, looking into how do you get all the good stuff into one product is, you know, it's a task. And I know a lot of people will come into my practice or ask me questions on, Doc, how do I get everything I need in one powder so I can just throw it in something once a day? Because it's just mind boggling, you know, to figure out how to cook and put everything together. And you mentioned that yourself. So you must have been thinking about that too. Like, how can I do this for myself even? Well, so it's interesting that you should say that because, um, one of the slogans on my website is participate in your own health. Cause this is not the simplest product on the planet because it's, it's really designed the unflavored version. I'm coming out with a flavored version by the time this podcast is released, there probably will be one, but in any event, um, there's an uh, the unflavored. It's like, I'm really telling people you've got to mix it into a smoothie. And why did I designed it to be mixed into a smoothie? Why did I do that? because only 4% of Americans are getting enough of their green leafy vegetables. And that's on the recommended amount. That's not necessarily the optimal amount. That's the recommended. It's only 4%. Only 2% are getting their orange vegetables. Only 1% are getting their whole grains. Only 4% are getting their uh, beans. I mean, people don't get their fruits, vegetables, and whole plant foods. And these make a huge difference in health. So the product itself is all whole foods, right? But let's say you make this big smoothie and you put in a whole bunch of berries, which are the most nutrient dense form of a fruit. And then you put in a whole bunch of greens, right? And you put in a nut and seed butter, right? Because those are fantastic and you need fats to be able to absorb the fat soluble vitamins, right? So you have this amazingly nutrient dense smoothie, right? But it doesn't have any mushrooms, which have been shown to be fantastic for preventing whole host of diseases as well as increasing your immunity. It doesn't have uh, any green tea in it, unless you're, it's a very unique uh, uh, smoothie. It's not going to have any turmeric in it, which is fantastic for, I'm sure you know about all the things in terms of inflammation level, in terms of preventative from cells going into a cancerous state, et cetera, et cetera. So it takes these and then as well as the RDA nutrients, because if you look at, um, if you look at, let's say a normal healthy smoothie, like all the things I just said, it's going to have almost no iodine. I have a blend of three organic kelps from Iceland to cover iodine level. It's 170% of the RDA because the RDA is a little bit low. And because of, um, uh, there are goitrogens or things that block, uh, the iodine from being absorbed. So I put that in and I have, um, a vitamin B12, because that won't be in there. And my vitamin B12 and the new version that's coming out is from uh, two organic uh, mushrooms that are grown on a log that has the bacteria that creates it. And it's one of the few things that will absorb it. And then you can stabilize it. And then you use the mushrooms and it actually has the, the fully formed B12. And I'm having more than uh, the recommended amount by a lot because plant-based people um, 
need more than the RDA. So in any event, so it takes a really healthy smoothie and really fills in those gaps and makes it a life-changing smoothie. It sounds impressive, especially from the ingredients. Um, guys, you can go over to SOS Nutrients and check it out. But here's the thing. Um, of course, one of the biggest things, like you'd mentioned, Icelandic kelp, you know, sourcing matters. And for a lot of the big greens powders out there, and, and for lack of a, a better term, because we know that yours is much more fortified, has more antioxidants, things of that nature, and the mushrooms. Um, because I think a lot of people don't really realize with these greens powders, one, are they getting truly what it says is in there? And where's everything coming from? Is it coming from somewhere that, you know, something's been dead for a long time, it's been ground up into a powder, and now it's nutrient devoid, much like a lot of our food in the grocery store? Or, you know, where are we sourcing? How are you doing it? So I think a lot of folks want to know, like, okay, we've got Icelandic help. Is it being freeze dried? What's the process? Give us give us that on the kelp for at least an example of how how things are so processed and sourced. It's unheated, air dried, and the reason is to stay metabolically active. Um, and you bring up an amazing point, uh, and I've never been asked that before, but it's something that I always talk about. Like the berries that are in my product are freeze dried. And the reason why they're freeze-dried is because it retains almost all the nutrients. You still lose some, it's lose about 10%. But if you air-dry it, you're losing about 70%. It's a drastic difference. Now it costs almost three times as much, but it's, you're getting a full dose of berries. And so, and you know, that's, that's just one little thing, but nobody even knows about it, but it's a huge aspect. And the problem that I've had with this is this is a communications product because the Icelandic kelp that you just we just talked about, that costs 45 times more for me to get the iodine in there than from potassium iodine. So if I just wanted to get iodine in my product, I would go get a very shelf-stable potassium iodine, which you buy for nothing. You can buy from 20 different sources easily. And so you have no shelf life issues. You have no supply chain issues. The cost is almost nothing. I mean, there's a reason why almost nobody does it this way. It really makes it difficult. The freeze dry that I just said, it's basically three times more expensive for another organic product that's air dried. Now, if you go non or conventional uh, air dried, then it's probably more like four or even four and a half times more expensive. So it's a really well from uh, of course i'm biased mm -hmm. well sourced thing it's the best i could do and you know this product is not about making money we're giving back everything i'm going to get paid a salary of seven thousand dollars a month when we're in the black and um but other than that it's all going to various charities because i really want this to actually make a difference in people's lives i think that's amazing and you don't see that from really very many other supplement companies. It's very minimal. Um, and the point here, guys, the freeze dried thing. And that's why I wanted Stephen to kind of mention that, you know, yes, the cost is something that a lot of people will say to me, but doc, those powders are so expensive. I'm, I'm going to get one that's a little bit cheaper and like anything, right? You get what you pay for. And I'm yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> that thing. This is a more expensive powder on a gram for gram basis. It's a little bit more expensive, 
but the truth is, is I'll, I'll just say, I, cause I know what everybody's kind of paying. I can do the analysis. It's not hard. My profit margins are way less. I've talked to people. And if you do the, the normal tablets and they're all synthetic, they're so cheap. They only place the, if somebody like me just went to a manufacturer and just placed one purchase order and said, do this. And all I want to do, I place 30 purchase orders. So I have what's doing what's called toll work. So I do all that work. I do all the sourcing. I'm not sourcing. I'm not giving it to the manufacturer to do. They all want to do it because they make more money that way. But I do it where I just have it all shipped to my manufacturer and that guy puts it all together and mixes it and then puts it into a bag and then is able to certify it. So wow. that's why I'm using them and they do a great job, but I don't want to lose control of the source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's huge. And, and of course on my podcast, you know, that's one of the things and one of my big things trying to educate everyone source matters source of things really, really, really does matter. Now let's jump into a little bit of no fake flavoring agents in your original formula. So you're unflavored and you're working on the flavoring. I am super curious as to what you're working with on the flavoring that's non-toxic. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, so in the original one, you just hit it on the head. There are no flavorings. There are no sweeteners. And to be quite honest, it's a step down. So from my perspective, so all the stuff that I'm doing in the new one is is organic and all that. But the truth is, is I don't like it. I'm not going to take that. And I'm going to say it right on the website. This is not, this is going in the wrong direction. But if you want to be able to take it, it's like uh, a little sugar to make the medicine go down. If this is what it's going to take, because a lot of people don't make smoothies. To me, smoothies are one of the easiest ways to get incredible amounts of nutrition. in. So let me give you an example. Um, there was a, uh, the phytochemical index. Have you ever heard of that before? The phytochemical index? I have. Yes. Okay. So it's the percentage for your listeners, the percentage of whole plant foods that make up calorically in a diet. The average American is getting 12% of their calories from whole plant foods. What are whole plant foods? Of course, uh, fruits and vegetables. And I'm talking about whole, they can be cooked, but as long as they're staying, like they haven't been processed to death or anything like that, whole plant foods, uh, unprocessed grains, uh, nuts and seeds, and um, legumes, beans, and things like that, right? So those are whole plant foods. The average American, that's only 12%. 42% are fats and sugars, um, refined fats and refined sugars. 20% are processed grains, and 26% are meat and dairy. So if you look at the processed grains and the, um, the fats and sugars, that's 62% of the average American's diet is essentially without any nutrition. There's some, There are calories there, but there's almost no nutrition. And so when somebody makes a really healthy smoothie, like my smoothie is about 24 ounces and it's about 25% of my calories for the day. And so I'm not only starting with a good, a good percentage of my calories. So does that mean anything? So there have now been a whole series of studies that have come out of the University of Tehran Medical Sciences Division, right? most prestigious medical university in that part of the world, not of the world, but in that part of the world. And basically when looking at the top 25% of people that are eating in the phytochemical index compared to the bottom 25, 
So over there, it was 42% compared to 14%. So they were way higher than Americans, even their lowest quartile, their lowest 25%. But it dropped the breast cancer rate by 92%. It dropped the obesity rate by 66%. It dropped the diabetes rate by 91% and the metabolic syndrome by 59%, as well as depression by 62%, et cetera, et cetera. They had all of these things. So far, everything has been positive. So one is to make, so the reason why I designed it this way is to start with a smoothie, a really healthy smoothie. And I have ones on my uh, website that are healthy. Mm -hmm. They taste good, right? But then you add in uh, the powder and now all of a sudden you have all of these things like the B12, like the iodine, like the selenium, et cetera, et cetera. And um, that are not normally there as well as the phytonutrients like from turmeric or the mushrooms that are there or the green tea. So it is trying to get everything in one and there are the, the pluses and minuses of that, but it is the best I could do for somebody to quickly make something and get it in. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, I've been in the game almost 18 years now and I look at it and I go, the hardest thing for me is to work with diet with folks. It, it's tough. It's it's a struggle. And for a lot of people, it's meal prep, it's things of that nature. And it's like, sometimes our time is best spent not stressing out on food and just get it in, in a powdered format and call it good. Now, hey, I have one question about the, the formula and what you have in there. I noticed that you have probiotics and prebiotics. I'm curious, what are you using for those? Well, so I've recently just switched my prebiotics. I'm going to a Baobab, um, mm -hmm. which uh, is a fantastic nutrient uh, that comes out of Africa. Have you ever looked into that by any chance? I have. I have some friends that from Africa that actually introduced it to me like, gosh, probably almost 20 years ago. Amazing stuff. Tastes amazing good too. Stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's it's super high in, in nutrients and vitamins and minerals and vitamin C and all these things. Fantastic, right? But the reason why I have it is it has a great gentle way of bringing fiber into the diet, right? And so that was the reason why I chose that. And then um, I got this other product, which is um, sun fiber, and it's a gargum. And it's essentially just a way. And the reason why I chose this one in particular is because they've done so much research on it. Mm -hmm. And they have all of these studies in terms of, of like lowering inflammation and all these other things. And I just thought it was very impressive. Uh, and so I tried it myself. I moved it around a, a bit. And in the end, what I wanted to do is if somebody's making a smoothie, they're getting a lot of the, the prebiotics. Basically, fiber is a great one. Also, resistant starch. You're not going to have tremendous amounts in there for uh, your smoothie, but um, you're going to have a lot of uh, fiber, which is fantastic. But what for people that take it without making a smoothie or almost everybody is so low in getting fiber. According to the RDA, only 3% of Americans get the recommended amount of fiber in a day because they're not eating whole plant foods, right? So only 3% are getting it. And that number is half of what an indigenous culture gets. Excuse me. So uh, an indigenous culture gets, you know, somewhere between 70 and 100 uh, grams of fiber. So 
saying that men need 38 and women need 27 or 28, there's a lot more to that story. Mm -hmm. So to me, having more, but you have to build up to it. So you almost start slowly and move up to it because you can kind of, for people that are not used to having a lot of fiber and then they just throw a lot, they can get gas and upset stomach and things Mm -hmm. like that. Hmm. I, I like that you mentioned that. So easing into the SOS nutrients product, should you not be familiar or, or should it be your first time dabbling into something a little more fiber based and, and this health journey that you may be on now, tell us a little bit, you know, I, I was looking at the overall profile, the nutrients that you, you know, that the different products, um, that ingredients, let's put it that way, that you have in the powder and going, you know, a lot of people could swap out this for their, their multivitamin. Let's highlight that a little bit. And, and your intention there of, in addition to improving the nutrients that someone intakes, would you substitute this for, I know you can't give medical advice, but would you say you could substitute this for a nutrient or multivitamin or nutrients in that case? Well, so multivitamins, um, in almost all cases, when you're trying to get all your nutrition in one or two tablets or something, uh, I was going to make a multivitamin and do it whole foods, but you're leaving out, even if you do it whole foods wise, right? Let's say you do it that way. That's the best form if you can actually get one, but a lot of them say whole foods, but they're saying ascorbic acid and, you know, whole foods or whatever but how much is the ascorbic acid? Because that's a synthetic, um, beta carotene. Everybody thinks that's, uh, that is usually a synthetic. If it's labeled as beta carotene for vitamin A, that's usually synthetic. And that like, there was a study done with lung cancer or not lung cancer with smokers that had to be stopped earlier because the beta carotene moved them faster. I don't know if you've heard of that study, Oh yeah. but it had to stop that study early because um, people actually developed cancer faster on the beta carotene. But the reason why they did it is because people that had a lot of beta carotene in their blood were shown to be far, very protective from it, right? So, but when you take one carotene out of the hundreds of carotenes that are out there, and then you super concentrate it or you make it out of the thin air, which they were, they made it from petroleum. That was the problem. It was the form that causes the problem. So you want to have, in my opinion, something that is grown in a natural form. And personally, I don't even like isolating things too much. So let's say you could isolate it down into nothing from a grown source. I don't think that's the best way to go. I think the best way is to have, if you're going to have a concentrated nutrition, like you take and you can do an extract of, let's say, amla or turmeric or something, but don't get rid of everything because right. body uses that in the way it works. And there's a, I mean, not to get too woo woo, but there's an energetic to everything and to disregard that, like think of the energetic of taking a petroleum product and turning it into beta carotene and what you're getting from in like a, a tomato, let's say they're very different energetically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's probably why a lot of people will have multivitamins and not feel so great on them. I mean, this is, 
this is something that I see often. Folks will be taking multis, they'll be taking, and synthetics is what I'm getting at here, folks. And sometimes even whole foods, ones that say they're whole foods, but um, like you said, with the ascorbic, and, and you got to really be a wise consumer here, guys, when, you, when you're looking at what you're taking. But I have seen some folks not feel so great, and this could be why. I have to deduce it down to that. So Stephen, have you done any lab testing on yourself pre and post a consistent use of your, your powder? So no, because I've been doing it so many years, but I've been keeping track of my own blood for 28 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a good record because the reason why I got into this is I had raging psoriasis. I had fibromyalgia. I had uh, a weight issue. I had all of these different things going on. So that's the reason why I started down the path of looking into this stuff. And, um, and I've kept track of my blood numbers because of it. But what I've done recently is um, uh, at the beginning of this year, January 6th, we kicked off a study where it was just a little small pilot study of five people. I wanted to see what would be the response. And we got a really in-depth list of things that we tested on. And one of the people in it was Forrest Galante, who's the host of Animal Planet and Discovery. Mm -hmm. And literally I brought him a smoothie six days a week, but he had to end up going on a shoot. So he only did it for five and a half weeks. So I was like, told him at the beginning, I'm like, well, look, you, you look like an Adonis. I don't expect this to really do that much, but let's see what we can do. Right. As it turns out, his C-reactive protein was 10.9. So not expected. So yeah. for your listeners, a C-reactive protein should be under one. That's really where you want it. So 10.9 means you're very, your inflammation levels are really high and cardiovascularly that puts you at risk of a cardiac event, almost eightfold compared to somebody under one. If you just looked at that biomarker by itself, then his, he was pre-diabetic. Now, granted, it was just inside of pre-diabetic at a 5.7 A1C. In five and a half weeks, he was at 5.0. Now, wow. this is not specifically designed for blood sugar, but everybody's blood sugar has gotten better. Um, F2 isoprostane, which is a marker for lipid oxidation. Fantastic. Went from crazy high number and dropped by 52%. So fantastic, right? His uh, 8-OHDG, which is a measure of DNA damage, went drastically down from, so the, the red zone started at 390 on this chart, right? And he was at 1,048. He didn't get down to where he wanted in the green zone, right? The perfect zone. He got down to 335. He basically dropped by 65%. These are terrific results in, in small amount of time. And everybody had positive results. His just happened to be the best. Uh, and I don't know why, but everybody's did the the either the oxidized LDL or the the C-reactive protein. Um, we also did a full panel of micronutrients, so we had some good responses all the way across the board. And I just kicked off another one out of Utah, where we're having five more people go through it because I really want to demonstrate that these things work. And what I'd really like to do in my in my future is do uh, ones where I'm working with a team uh, at the National Institutes of Cancer Research and do it on cancer. But that wouldn't just be the product. That This would be just a baseline, but then we would hit it with all these nutraceuticals and other things. And so I have a full program for that. 
but that's a whole different thing. I love it. I'm I'm a super geek when it comes to testing. My folks on this podcast hear me all the time. Test don't guess. We we look at things. We look at panels. We look at micronutrient testing. You know, you name it. We talk about it. And really, for folks to hear that that change in that short amount of time, I mean that that's that's a big deal. And right now, I am seeing a lot of folks with elevated C-reactive proteins. I mean. It's it's not uncommon in folks that are having their liver enzymes up. And also, like you mentioned, the LDL cholesterol, total cholesterol, and even seeing, yeah, the A1C is creeping up on a lot of folks. And it seems to be a trend as we get older. So I can't help but deduce it down to like you get to a certain point of busyness in your career and it becomes harder to take care of yourself plus the kids plus family or aging parents where some of us like myself are at. So you're hitting you're hitting all the t- the pain points for folks here. Now, one thing I wanted to return back to is in, in like you were saying, you were looking for natural flavors. And I know you said you wouldn't take the product yourself. And, and here's what I wanted to get for folks, just to give them a little kind of sense of what do you think your unflavored um, product tastes like? Like what, what's the herbal profile that you get? Just on your palate, just it's, if you it had it plain. Like, it tastes like a mix of a whole bunch of things. It's not horrible tasting, but I'll tell you, I, I'm maybe I'm hypercritical because I'm super, super close to it, but it tastes, um, I mean, it has mushrooms, it has seaweed, it has uh, turmeric, it has, but it has berries in it, which I, I have a nice flavor to them, a really nice flavor to the berries, but but that's mixed in with all these other things. And then the greens mm-hmm. have kind of their own, almost like edgy, bitter taste, but it's overall, it's not that bad. So we're making a mixed berry flavor again, not ideal. I just tasted it again this morning. It has no, none of the, it's still like, I'm trying to keep everything to a minimum there. Yeah. And it's again, it's not ideal. Let me tell you the reason why, because we're putting in sweeteners and the sweeteners are stevia and monk fruit, right? Now, stevia and monk fruit, everybody's like, oh, well, they're non-caloric sweeteners, right? And they don't spike your blood sugar, right? But in the studies that have been done on it, your blood sugar stays flat when you have it. But when you have the next time you have a, a carbohydrate meal, it spikes it up more. So I don't like stevia and monk fruit or aspartame is psychotic. Nobody should take that. But so in my opinion, it's not... It, it is a, uh, a step down. It's not, and I, it's weird to say that about my own product, but I mean, the truth is, is I'm doing this for people that hopefully do not have any blood sugar issues because it would be promoting it. Even though there's very little in there, it's not, I, maybe I made it too perfectionistic, but I really want people to get very good benefit out of this. I, you know, one of the biggest things, right, is getting people to take stuff. And that's why I wanted you to kind of give us what your flavor profile was of the powder, because sometimes I find it's not that bad. And I, I'm used to taking herbs. So I, I'm totally biased in that direction that nothing tastes terrible to me. Um, I'll taste any of them. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Not so bad. Um, where a lot of people are like, this tastes like a combination of grass, dirt, and you know, mold or something, you know, mushrooms. I don't want to say mold because I don't want people to think there's anything like that in it. Obviously you're testing for that. Um, but with flavor profiles, this is something with the the flavoring agents I really want folks to hear because when it comes down to it, 
you know as well as I do, Stephen, that people will compare, right? They'll compare products. They'll go back and forth and they'll they'll try to go with flavor profiles. But flavoring agents, I'm sure you found in your research that we can have chemicals in natural flavors. And if it says it on the label, it's it's not straight stevia. And, and stevia can be manipulated just as much as monk fruit can be man manipulated. I'm sure you found that in putting the product together. Well, so what in the end, I'm going to be, so I went to a flavor house and that flavor house designed it. And in the end, I'm going to be sourcing the sweeteners myself. So I know that the sweeteners will be stevia and monk fruit to the exact percentages that we need, right? Because, and it, but it's an extract and it hits your tongue and does certain things. But where it gets interesting are the mixed berries. So mm -hmm. when I think of mixed berry flavor, I don't know. What do you think? You think, I'm, I'm going to guess for you. You think that they're mixed berries and they're just concentrated down. They take components out of it, but they might be out of a carrot and they might be out of a, a rhubarb and it might be out of this. It's all natural stuff, but it's stripped down to such base. I don't know what that means, to be quite honest. So I'm just telling you, I don't like it. It's It tastes a lot better, but if you don't even taste it in a smoothie, if you make a, a good smoothie, I don't even taste it. If it's something that's super light, you will taste it. And it's not that bad of a flavor, but it's not, it's not ideal. And I really tried to make it at least as perfect as I could, but I wasn't taking flavor into account. I am now I'm, I'm really this new version that just came out, even of the unflavored, I think is, uh, is palatable enough for most people to even do it just with water, but I don't tell people that usually. So, <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that obviously the flavor is something I always want to, I always want to ask folks about, but the other big thing is too, is, is looking at how it mixes and you've got recipes that you you've probably made a million times with the powders. And you were saying that you could take it simply on its own. How is it when you blend it just on its own? Does it, does it mix well? Give us kind of the, the, the scoop, no pun intended there. <laughs> uh, so it mixes pretty well. Let me tell you what I mean. It's, it, it mixes into water. You take a spoon and you put it in, put the amount in, and then you just mix it up. And the problem with it is, is it has golden sprouted organic flax and, uh, organic sprouted, um, uh, uh, chia seeds, right. Mm -hmm. As well as those are the things that they, it makes it where it's a little bit harder to mix because those are remained on purpose chunky and those were those were specifically chosen because those products uh were done in such a way that they last much longer than normal uh flax or chia because the omega-3s are a very fragile molecule these don't ox i sent it back after a year to a testing lab to test for the oxidator there are two versions of oxidation i wanted to make sure these weren't oxidized and they're not I was shocked to be quite honest. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do this, but um, so, but those are the things that are in there um, for that make it a little bit less because they, they, they uh, don't float as well. So you have to kind of stir it or shake it. If you're in a, one of those kind of bottles um, and kind of do that and then you'll be drinking it and you only need to stir it again. So it's not perfect, but that's uh, it's still pretty good. 
That's, I mean, that's what you get with those. And I was wondering, so folks, yeah, flax and chia are going to clump up stuff. That's what it does. So I want folks to know that, you know, a perfect blended product, you also have to question that a little bit too. Now, another thing that you brought up was the omega index. And that's a big thing with flax and chia, the degradation over time. And same thing with products, anything that is being put into a package, it is Shelf stability is a big deal. I talked earlier about mold and jokingly when I was talking about tasting like mold, but obviously you're testing for these things too. Your quality assurance sounds like you've got, you're on top of it as well. Yeah. You've got to test, uh, you know, for all the heavy metals, you've got to test for microbes um, and really make sure that those that one, you want your microbes essentially near zero uh, mm -hmm. and the heavy metals you want as low as humanly possible. So um, you're never going to get them fully out in any natural product um, and in almost any product, period. But um, yeah, they're very low. Okay. Awesome. That helps folks to just kind of understand what they're looking at getting into the SOS Nutrients powder. Now, let's go back to, you had mentioned the psoriasis. You had mentioned the, that you weren't, you had some serious health issues. Did you start drinking your own powder and those went away or those were starting to go away as you learned how, you know, health impacts and how the certain foods impact your overall health? Tell us your, what you've seen in your own self from using your powders. Well, it's so hard to tell because I started making different versions. I, I've been mixing up smoothies for a long time. 15, 20 years. I wasn't even making them before, but I've been consistently. And I was at one time just buying all these different things. And I've chosen to mix and match as I've learned more. And um, so I've been like really going down that rabbit hole. So in terms of my product, it's not specifically designed to get rid of psoriasis and it won't uh, just so you know what it does do is it builds a base of nutrition, right? That is less inflammatory. Let's start there. And then what I did is I hit it with a whole series of nutraceuticals. I went off the board to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And that was only within the last couple of years. So I still had it. It wasn't as bad as it had been, but then I just took it out. And at some point I'm going to make a product for people that have psoriasis and be able to take them through psoriasis is a particularly difficult one to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my guess is some of your listeners have it and they know what I'm talking about. And it is not an easy one to deal with, but you need to deal with your gut for sure. I'll just say that. But there are all these things that are, you know, you need to look at um, uh, you, what you might be allergic to, right? So there are specific things that I am allergic to say wheat. I actually have... Uh, two biomarkers for uh, celiac disease, and I don't have any symptomology, but it definitely impacts me. And I, I get this upset stomach and everything. So I don't do any, I won't say I do very, very little wheat and I make sure of it. Alcohol um, is something that is incredibly impactful for psoriasis, psoriatic lesions, let's say. <laughs> um, so it's really important not to do too much alcohol. Once you actually get rid of it, you can add alcohol back in but if it starts coming back, I would take it out. 
but you can get rid of it by taking that sort of stuff out. But then I just target it with nutraceuticals and things like I have turmeric in my product, but I started taking more turmeric because it has been shown to be effective. Um, I had milk thistle. I, I added that in. There's a chaga extract from Russia that was done in a study where almost 70% of the people had full remissions, like fantastic results, but you can't buy it here. You have to buy it through an intermediary in Poland. And so I did that. But when I took it by itself, it didn't cure my psoriasis. It might've helped. So, but that was one of the things I did. I did a whole bunch of things. So I'm not trying to say my psoriasis got better because of my product. I did a whole bunch of things, but I would be happy to direct people <laughs> on how to. Awesome. Awesome. No, I mean, I think, I think where I'm getting here is it's, it's the using the SOS nutrients powder as a base to build your foundation of health off of and taking it, you know, as your, your key product and then building from there. That's how I would see it as, as a doc myself and, you know, tweaking it based on what is individually going on with someone. That's kind of where I would look at it in this case. For sure. Well, you just said the exact thing. So I've worked with several diabetic patients. And um, and so what I do is I create a, a, a really healthy nutrient profile, uh, the smoothie being one of the things. Um, and then between that intermittent fasting and a whole series of nutraceuticals and across the board, they all get better. So I'm not saying I'm not a doctor but I know how to read research papers and I put together for it. That is going to be a product at some point. Again, it's just something I'm passionate about. If you have any patients that are really difficult, because my guess is you have your ways of, of really helping them. I'd be happy to go over it. It's again, I, I would love to share notes on that sort of stuff. Absolutely. I I'll geek out any day on anything. Cause um, that's my mission. Help folks live better lives and longer lives where they're, you know, with vitality, not just longer lives. So let's talk about your your nonprofits that your company supports, because I think, well, for me, I was hooked in because of the animal side of things. I'm a dog lover. And so anybody that's helping pets, have, helping anything in that department, I, I jump into. And I also noted that you have the direct relief. You also have the organic soup kitchen. Tell us a little bit about the giving back part of things so folks can kind of understand, like you said before, you're not taking all the profits you are giving back to the world. Well, so uh, I helped kick off uh, Humane America, which is one of the ones in there. And that's connected. Uh, that was the parent company of Adopt-A-Pet. So me and David Meyer, uh, who's the executive director, amazing guy. So I, I had a business at the time and we got together. I financed it and he took it and ran with it. And he's done amazing things. And I've just been on the board and I'm no, I'm not even on the board anymore, but he's just taking a run with it. The guy's amazing. And he's still doing Humane America, um, but he's adopted well over 2 million animals because of that working together. And so those are a lot of animals that would have been euthanized. So I was really excited about that, but it's a, we're going to be giving back to more of a, a broad reaching community. We have um, or organic soup kitchen here in Santa Barbara and they deal with or work with cancer patients here in Santa Barbara area and the surrounding areas. And um, they're just doing amazingly good things for them. And so I wanted to give back. I've just seen a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends 
that I was helping at the end of her life was really helped by organic soup kitchen. So that was part of the reason I put them on. Direct Relief is just an incredibly well-run organization. Um, you know, the water charity, uh, Scott Harrison, who's put that together. I mean, that guy has done amazing things. And so these are these are charities or nonprofits that are really on to doing some bigger things. And I just really like to support them. And I've got lucky enough where I sold out of my last couple of businesses and I'm financially, at least at this moment, in a good enough place to be able to do it. And again, I want people to know that this is my passion. This is not uh, a, a for-profit business. And so it might have to get switched to a B, a B Corp or a nonprofit at some point. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the Health Fix. I sincerely appreciate it. And you know, folks, let's let's tell folks before I I sign things off here. Let's tell folks the the website is sosnutrients.com, right? We've got that. And SOS Nutrients is what the product is as well. So folks can go there, they can grab um the powder and and get started and go from there. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there Instagram? Is there anywhere else folks can find you? Uh, yeah, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're coming up with a YouTube channel. We're uh, on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. Um, and uh, so social media is not my thing, <laughs> but it's being done and slowly but surely is getting built up. So yeah, we're, we're going to be Instagram is probably the easiest place to go for people. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we will give a shout out there. Oh, but the most information is on the website. Like that's where sosnutrients.com, best place to go get really. And, and you can go and get as detailed or and granular as you would like, or just stay at the sur surface level. And there are some studies that are on the, on the research page, and we're going to be building that out substantially. But one of the things is on multi, uh, multivitamins and some of the, the research where it's just not showing to have much of an impact. So that was, um, so there you go. Absolutely agree. All right. I look forward to seeing more from you and SOS Nutrients and teaming up with you on some stuff here. So thank you again, Stephen, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate being here. My pleasure. Hey, Health Junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule of chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.